The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, hey. We're back. Uh, I'm back from nowhere. I went nowhere. <laughs> But uh, Adam is back from uh, Barcelona. How, how do you? How do they pronounce it in uh, in Spain? Is there like a uh, an accent that I'm not getting correct? Rick, there is an accent. I have my accent. You may not understand all of my Spanish tongue this week, so uh-huh. hopefully, it's actually Barcelona. <laughs> That's not real, is it? <laughs> it is absolutely true. So Barcelona. they say it with a lisp, Barcelona. Yes, they, Barcelona. Yes, okay. a little bit of a lisp. Yes, and my Spanish. Yes, my, exactly. And I got my Atham Havoth. Yes, but yes, but my you know, my not, Spanish. Yes, well, go ahead. My, yeah, no, my Spanish was in full effect. I I picked up some great sayings and Arbitoro uh, Cambio Povavor, which means subst- referee sub please. So I got that going down. Oh, that's good. Well. That's good. So uh, that was it, and. Uh, uh, all the Spanish people were like, man, whereabouts in Spain is he from? But yeah, so I was, yeah. I was a natural. <laughs> I was a natural. <laughs> well, now that I know I, that you just have to sound like Sylvester the Cat from the Warner <laughs> Brothers videos, I, I can go there. I'm out suffering succotash. Absolutely. But okay. yeah, <clears throat> Barcelona and you're good to go. Okay. Well, hey, welcome back. Uh, how did your mm-hmm. team do? Teams did very well. Um, out of the eight games we played, we only lost the one. That was between the boys and the girls. A um, couple of ties, couple of wins. The girls that I coached were unbeaten, of course. Of course. And and uh, and then the boys just had the one defeat. But um, but yeah, um, very competitive was, games. Who was the yeah, hack very... coach that uh, lost that game? Yeah, that was Marek. Marek uh-huh. was the hack coach there. So okay. yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, one of those things. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we were we were lucky enough to to do. I mean, the games were very competitive. In fact, it was I, it was interesting. The first girls' game, we were down two nothing after fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to be the longest week of our lives. <laughs> and um, but uh, they came back. The girls came back and showed a lot of resilience and ended up drawing the game four four. So that was quite an exciting first game and a couple of one nil victories and then a two nil victory and a nil nil draw in there. And then the boys did real well, won their first game. Uh, pretty convincingly had a tough second game, but then uh, a tie and a draw, tie and a win to finish. Well, congratulations to all who uh, played so well, and uh, you guys, the coaches. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the uh, soccer world carried on without you, believe it or not, and uh, there were even some Premier League games, so let's find out what was happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So my team... Liverpool uh, had a uh, unbelievable game against Tottenham, uh, yes. and and it looked like they were going to drop a couple of points, um, and then they came back with this uh, fantastic goal in the, in the closing moments of the game. And here's what I want to talk about on this game. I don't know. You you said you saw some of the highlights of this, right? I saw the highlights, yeah, and uh, certainly the lowlights for Spurs. Yes. Yes. So I, you know, I, I sort of feel a little bad for the Spurs. No, I don't. I don't. I really don't feel bad <laughs> for them. But here's the thing: that game, the atmosphere, yeah. just watching the the crowd, you could hear you could hear the crowd um, over the announcers at at some points. It was that loud in there. 
And and I don't think I've ever wanted to be inside of a stadium more than I wanted to be last week watching that game. That's how exciting it was. Yeah, and I can tell you, I mean, Liverpool is probably one of the best places to watch a, a, a football match. I mean, that's that's the great th- place to, to watch it. I mean, if you're going to probably put a top 10 list of places to watch, they would definitely be up there. Certainly the atmosphere and the crowd and, and just everything kind of all together just made it for a really good good match. Yeah, and the, the last goal was lucky. Right, yeah. it was a uh, an own goal, and it, and it was made by their uh, center back who played just a tremendous game. Yes, um, and there's yeah. nothing he could have done about that, right? I mean, yeah, it was it was a tough one. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the goalkeeper probably should take a little bit of blame for it. Someone said on the radio today he made a pig's ear of it, and he certainly did. He made a mess of it, and it was just. I don't know. I, I don't know why he didn't catch it, and then it just dropped down, and it just hit. And it was one of those ones where it hit Toby Alderweireld's foot, and it was you could see them looking at each other. It was almost in slow motion. Yes, <laughs> you know they're looking at each other. You're going to get it? Or am I going to get it? Okay, yeah. nobody's going to get it. And then the next thing they're like, "Oh crap! Here it is. It's gone in the goal." You're so, so right. You described that so beautifully because you could <laughs> see it in their eyes yes. and the replay and the slow motion, and it's it's like oh. My God, as <laughs> yeah. it's happening. I've been there. I, I'm sure yeah. you have too. It's just Absolutely. The, your, yeah. your, your brain is going, oh, I got to go and stop that. And my legs are going, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you need to run that by me first. <laughs> and, and they're all just completely frozen and mesmerized. And it was yeah. just a incredible moment. And, you know, me, as a Liverpool fan, I just, I was very excited. Yeah. Um, but again, there's still... Not totally in the driver's seat because Man City, all they have to do is win their next game. And it really, they're starting to look like they're not going to lose again. Doesn't it look that way? I mean, yeah. I mean, both teams are doing great. I mean, there's no question. I mean, any other year, Liverpool would be running away with the league. They it's still only the, have one loss. I know. The whole I know, season. I, I know. It's It's been a really great year for them. I mean, that's the, you've got to put that into perspective. But again, Man City, like you said, they find ways to win. Yep. They do play again on Wednesday this week against Cardiff. Probably not the toughest game, um, but you know, you know. Then they'll go back to the top if they if they if they win. But Liverpool, they're getting a bit of luck, which you know teams need when they um, win championships. So right. it, it, it's it's right there. It's going to go down to the wire, and that's why it's making one of the. One of the more exciting um, Premier League finishes for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just loving every second of it. And so Man City uh, last year they you know set all kinds of records with the best season you know since the uh, that Arsenal team that went undefeated. However, yeah. this year may be more impressive because they have a chance to win four cups. Am I am I correct about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They still got. They should still do it. Yeah. So, they've got the FA Cup semi final this week. Right. They've already they've already won the League Cup, uh, winning that on penalties against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and then they've got the Champions League. Right. And that's start, that's next week yeah. against against all team Spurs. So they got them in the in the uh, in the quarterfinals. Right. So, you know, the great thing is there'll be an English team for sure in the semis. True. And then and then obviously you got the league. So you're absolutely right. I mean. 
four titles is legitimately on. They've already got one. Yep. They're going for three more. And the FA Cup one looks pretty good. I mean, the other three teams left are the Wolves, Brighton, and Watford. Yeah. And, and I, I really don't think they're going to have a trouble with any of them. Yeah. I mean, they play Brighton on Saturday in the yeah. FA Cup semifinal. Right. They'll kill them. They're, they're going to kill them. Yeah, they, I mean, they're definitely the favorite. They There's can put no their question. B team out there and win that game. <laughs> yeah. And then, you and, know, uh, Watford, actually Watford and Wolves, it, it, both of those teams have their moments, right? Yeah, I mean, and to to be fair to them, it's great for both of those teams. I know we, we liked them at the start of the se- yeah. season. We You know, we thought they would have good years. Or probably not so much Watford, certainly Wolves. We really right. like them. Um, so it would be great for one of those to get to the final. But like you said, I mean, Man City has got to be overwhelming favorites. And uh, they can definitely do that. They can win that, win the league. And then there's, there's a treble. Then yeah. they're going for the quadruple. If the, the quadruple happens, I don't think it's ever been, ever been done before. No, I don't think it has either. So that that could be interesting. All right, so let's yeah. talk about your boys uh, in blue, uh, the uh, yeah. Chelsea uh what what do you call them? The Blues, the Chelsea, the Blues, uh, the Blues, yep. Chelsea, the Blues. Yep. Uh, they squonked one out. Uh, they, uh, the, you had to be nervous watching that game. Oh, I mean, again, it's just what do you do with this team? It's like you just wonder. The first half, it was just their passing and their moving. Don't even look like they're going to score. I don't think they got a shot on goal until the second half, and yeah. that was the thing. And then as soon as they go a goal down. Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, panics as he usually does, uh-huh. and then uh, starts putting in Hazard, starts putting in all the players, and then all of a sudden we look a lot better. It's yeah. amazing. Why did Why didn't he start him from the beginning? That's I don't a, know. Well, because they thought they should be able to beat Cardiff, right? I mean, Cardiff yeah. is not that strong of a team, uh, to say the least. They're probably going to uh, be relegated too, and yeah. their coach. I thought was going to have a heart attack on the, <laughs> on the field. I mean, he I've never seen anything quite like that before. Yeah, there, there was a lot of controversy that that the Chelsea goal the first goal, the first goal. First goal, first goal was definitely offside. Yes. Line linesman missed it, everybody missed it. He's going is he's, he's apoplectic on the sidelines there, yeah. going absolutely nuts. And uh and then all of a sudden, um right then after that Chelsea score the winner, you yeah. know, with in injury time, and again he's just going crazy because of what should have happened, and yeah, and, and I feel sorry for him. But this is this is the issue because what ends up happening is those teams at the bottom they just don't get their luck, right? You know, I've, I've been there as a coach. I know when you're struggling, you just don't get the luck that you probably deserve, yeah. and. Uh, this is one game, you know. It's one game. It's not gonna. It's, this isn't gonna, uh, you know, affect their whole season because they lost this game. But you could probably put a series of other games where they could have had a penalty kick here. I think it was against Watford a few weeks ago. Yeah, and they've something had happened. Some bad luck. They really have. But they have. I mean, and that's the thing. So, and I've never rated them. I, I personally think they're rubbish in terms of how they play <laughs> and what they try to do, but. You know, it, it's it's been a tough one for them in terms of uh, their season, and again, they're not getting the luck. So, hopefully, you know, they might squeeze it out. They're, you know, they're they're still within striking distance of Burnley. They've got a gaming hand, so there'll be two points behind Burnley and Southampton if yeah. they get that. If they get a, a win, 
but the wins are not going to be easy, especially when you're playing Man City on Wednesday. So. Well, right. I don't think they're going to be getting wins, to be honest with you. Uh, they they just don't look like they've got enough qualities, which is why in a game where you're playing Chelsea strong, in fact, maybe outplaying Chelsea, can I say that? Or at least, you know, playing them even. Yeah. It almost seems unfair that they don't get at least one point out of that. But, yeah. you know, again, Chelsea not complaining. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and you have to have wins like that, too. You were talking about Liverpool getting a little bit lucky. Chelsea got a little bit lucky, too. And now they are – where are they in the standings? They're two points back? Yeah, so Chelsea was – it's it's basically – Chelsea's at 60, Man United 61, Tottenham 61, and Arsenal with their win yesterday, they're at 63. Um, so it's right there. They're all on the same amount of games, 31 games. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's there for the taking. You know, you could almost say, I mean, the biggest biggest concern is probably Tottenham. They've lost four of their last five games in the Premier League. Right. That's a that's a major problem. So they're slipping. You know, they, they could almost slip out of the top four. Yeah, they could. Um, and uh, you've got Man United and Chelsea. So, so really, you know, depending on what Arsenal does, it's... It could, anything could happen. You know, that's what's going to be exciting. That's the real race uh, uh, behind the top two. I think it's really the only one left, right? Well, I guess no, yeah. the top two one is also left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, before we get to the other stuff in the show, um, I want to talk about the, that Fulham defense because yeah. um, I have never seen anything so pathetic. <laughs> it reminded me of my son's U10 team. When we were trying to teach them to take the ball out from the back, and they yeah. did not have the skills to do it, and the other team was just sitting there waiting for their passes to, to steal it right in their own box and just keep scoring. It, it, it looks that bad. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's like they, they've, they've lost all hope and faith in how to defend. And they just struggle to get the ball out of the back. These are, these are some of the basics that we teach in our coaching courses to to grassroots coaches. And <laughs> these are the things that, that Fulham, a professional team in the toughest league in the world, yeah, they can't even do it. They're they're not even getting even to the to the halfway line. Yeah, they, they can't they, even play out of the back. They yeah. are looking pathetic. But anyway, yeah. I just I wanted to say that. And by the way, I also went back to our predictions at the beginning of the year yeah to see how we picked them and uh you know we're, we're actually pretty close I, I had liverpool first man city second man U third and chelsea fourth so i did okay. not have arsenal in there yeah 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 you had man city first liverpool second chelsea third and man U fourth mm -hmm. so we both still have a chance of having that correct yeah we're right there yeah. yep we're right there um, also, the relegation teams we picked, um, we picked both of the last two. Actually, no, we didn't pick. Uh, we didn't pick Fulham. Neither mm -hmm. of us picked Fulham, but we did pick Cardiff, and we did yep. pick uh, Huddersfield. Uh, but neither of us uh, picked Card uh, Fulham to go down. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, picked Southampton, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and they're still down there. I mean, we they still, are. still a chance. I mean, we could we could be. Bottom three all correct, depending yeah. on what happens if Cardiff get on a bit of a run and Burnley, you know, it's it's right there. It's really basically Brighton, Southampton, Burnley and Cardiff fighting for that last that last spot. And like I said, Fulham's gonna go down probably this week. Right. All right, so let's uh let's explain a foreign tradition. Hang on one second here. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. 
So one of my favorite things about watching the Premier League, I say this all the time, is listening to the uh, the English announcers do their uh, English descriptions of English football. And uh, they don't talk down to the American audience. They use the same phrases that they would if they were broadcasting to England. And, and I don't know if you got a chance to see this past weekend. They had a fan zone in Boston. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Uh, you know this 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 little game is kind of uh, catching on here in America. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. The atmosphere was really good. That's a lot of people watching the games, and they made it into a really fun little atmosphere. Yeah, it was good. And there was also a Chicago bar involved uh, for the uh, for the Chelsea game. Apparently, there's a Chelsea bar. Do you know this in the Wrigley? Oh yeah, area? yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. As, as long as I've been up here, I've never been to that bar. I've got to go there. Go there one day. Maybe, uh, maybe for one of the big finals, I'll go there. Greystone, yeah. Tavern. Yeah, I'm not sure where that is. You probably would know. It's yeah. right by Wrigley Field. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'll give you the address. Okay. Uh, but, any, but anyway, here are a few phrases from Arlo, who I think is a wordsmith, um, who is <laughs> doing the game. Uh, when he was, we were talking about Fulham's defense. They did the uh, the game against uh, Man City, and he described the defense as statuesque, which I think <laughs> is a perfect way of saying, you know, these guys were just there. It was like they were mannequins. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and then my other thing, uh, he they also did the Liverpool game, and he described uh, the atmosphere there as a cauldron of atmosphere, <laughs> a cauldron of atmosphere, something you'll never hear in an American game. Just yeah. love it. Yeah. Beautifully uh, descriptive. And then here's a phrase I need an explanation on, and I think, <laughs> I, I, think I have, I know what it means, but yeah. uh, Graham at one point used the word crikey. Oh yeah. crikey! Is that so? Yeah, it's a it's a very English word. I don't know. It's funny. It's uh, kind of a an expression that people will say. You know, a, a, a nice way of saying crap, basically, or or whatever it is, or oops, or whatever oh, it may uh, be. Like cripes, like they say yes. up in uh, in Wisconsin. Oh cripes! Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But crikey, yeah, you just. Sometimes you don't say that too too much, but it's just it's just kind of a kind of a nerdy thing to say, I would say. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> All right. So one of the teams that is uh, has a good chance of moving up to the Premiership uh, next year is Sheffield United. They're currently in third place on the Championship table, um, which means they have to play a playoff game. But uh, you know, there's a good chance that they could win that. Um, so this week I'm going to quiz you on Sheffield United just to get you ready for next year. Now, they've obviously okay. been in the Premier League before, correct? Yes. Yep. So they this is a very – this is an anniversary year for the club, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a round number year. So what year was Sheffield United founded? Was it 1889, 1899? 1909 or 1919? So, probably 100, 110, something like that. What was the first one? 1889? 89, 99, 09, or 19? I'm going to go with 89. Very good. You got it. 
Oof. Yeah, that was lucky. All <laughs> right. All right. Here's This one's a true-false question. All right. I don't think we've ever done a true-false question. Here it goes. True or false, Sheffield United was the first football league club to use United in their name. Mm. That's a very good one. Very common. Uh, it's used on many, many teams. Yeah, it's the Steel City. I mean, Sheffield is known for its steel. And I'm going to say false. It is true. They're really? The first team that did it. So there you go. They're called the Blades, aren't they? Yeah. Is that because yes. it's a Steel City? Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it's the Steel. That. Yeah, it's a steel city and uh, very well known for it. Um, there was a few films that set up that were set up in uh, in that area as well. So traditionally, very working class area. Okay. Uh, do you remember the uh, Sheffield United player Vinnie Jones? I do. He uh, he also played with Chelsea, right? Yes, very briefly. Yep. When former Sheffield United player Vinnie Jones went to Chelsea in 1991-92, how long did it take him to get booked in his first game with Chelsea? Right? <laughs> Was it A, five seconds, B, five <laughs> minutes, C, 15 minutes, or D, 20 minutes? Knowing what I know about Vinnie Jones, it probably wasn't very long. So I'm going to go with... Five seconds. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the highlight of that because, I mean, that's almost impossible to do. It really is. It, literally, it takes you five seconds just to get on the field. It's unbelievable. I, All I right. You, yeah. Unbelie- I mean, there's actually, if you go on YouTube, there's a. I think there's a YouTube reel of all of his fouls. Yeah. So you can see, and some of them are tr- absolutely shocking. Back in the 80s, you could see a few of them, and they were like, Phew. He was they a hack. Yeah, they would be straight reds most of the time now. <laughs> There's a couple of them he didn't even get a yellow for. I'm like, how did he get away with that? Yeah. He was the butcher. He was the butcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one that you may or may not know. All right. Why should Chicago Cubs fans be drawn to Sheffield United? Okay. There's no choices. You just Oh, no choices. Yeah. Chicago Cubs. Maybe they have somebody famous that they have it. Um, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, Chicago Cubs. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know. Uh, they have a similar similar chant. Go, go United, go. Instead of go, Cubs, go. Yeah, Steve Goodman wrote a song, no. Uh, the street that Wrigley Field sits on, it, that that if you hit a home run out of right field, yeah. it lands on Sheffield. Oh, there you go. That's the street that, name. So, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. So you got two wrong. Okay. <laughs> now, I know right. that one was kind of unfair, but you do live in Chicago. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Suburbs, 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 suburbs. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I know you're a huge Cubs fan. Have been for oh, years and years. Of, absolutely. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now your favorite question. Which right. of the following celebrities is not a Sheffield United supporter? Okay. A, Def Leppard vocalist Joe Elliott. B, the Pink Panther, Peter Sellers. C, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
or D, Michael Palin from Monty Python? Three of those are Sheffield United supporters. Or Blades, as we call them. Okay, I think I, I think I'm gonna get this one. I got a good what was B again? Uh, the Pink Panther, Peter Sellers. I believe it is Peter Sellers. And why would you guess that? Just out of curiosity. Because the first one, Def Leppard, they were formed in Sheffield. They're a Sheffield bass band. Yep. Flea, I think he's got some Sheffield links. And then I know Michael Palin is from that area too. So I'm going to go with Peter Sellers. You got it. I can't yes. believe it. You pulled yes. it off. I, I studied. I've been studying on that one, I'll be honest with you. I've been disappointed in my performance. Doggone it. <laughs> I thought I had you. I, I was smelling the blood in the water. Oh, it came through. came through. Uh, just, like, just like Chelsea. We come through at the end. Oh, by the way, do you have an air raid siren going off over there by your I house? I do. Yeah. I do. It's it's the first of the month, so oh. you know how that is. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's, it's about time to be done. There we go. All right. So let's, uh, let's find out what's happening in this country. In this country, we call it soccer partner. So what is going on over there at the Illinois Youth Soccer Association offices? Yeah, so obviously busy coming back from uh, the Barcelona trip, which was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so we're now getting back into coaching education. Leagues are going to be starting up very soon, middle of April. So league games will be in. So we're getting some of these coaches certified. We've got a, a bunch of um coaching courses this weekend um so if there's any players out there that listen younger players from you basically from u9 to u18 love to have you come out to uh, sunset meadows in arlington heights and get some little extra soccer player on the turf uh, so that's all this weekend and um and then the end of april is going to be a real busy time for us because we're hosting the illinois festival april 27th and 28th up in rockford so that's for our younger age groups and that's really when the Junior Cup and the State Cup and President's Cup really get moving. I mean, they'll be playing some games in between that, but uh, that's really when the Cups really start beginning to, to move forward in preparation for teams winning State Cups and then hopefully go into regionals and then national championships. All right. Well, good luck on all of that. Yep. Uh, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, so we're getting out our notepads. We're writing down uh, what time and what games uh, we should be watching this weekend. What do you got for us? I tell you, there is so many games going on. It's gonna be, I, I really feel like I should just stay at home the rest of the time because there's just too many games. Yeah, um, I'm, sure, you've got I'm games. sure your employers would be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they've got games all this week, um, all through the weekend. It's a little bit scattered because of the FA Cup this weekend as well. So Man City and Brighton and Watford Wolves. So the big one I think is going to be a real good one to watch is on Sunday, 7th of April, Everton versus Arsenal. You know, Arsenal's on a great run. Everton's had some good results lately. Uh, that might bring Arsenal back to the rest of the pack a little bit. So depending on that, how that works. And then the following week, you've got the Champions League. There's going to be some great games there yeah. to watch during that week as well. And then the Europa League with Chelsea and Arsenal. But uh, So this is going to be a busy time for all those, you know, those top teams. And this is when they really dig deep into their squads to use the, all the players that they need. But Everton-Arsenal... Sunday, 7th of April. Should be a good one. You know, I looked into Arsenal's schedule, 
and they have uh, five of their last seven games are on the road. Mm. So that's uh, an advantage for you know the other teams that are in that. And, and Tottenham's got their their new stadium opening this week. That's right. They are, yes, they play their first one on Wednesday. We're excited to see that. I've even heard you're like this that they are trying to bid for the Super Bowl. Oh of all wow! Things. Yes, who knows the Super Bowl at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? This could be interesting. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be pretty cool? Yeah, that'd be a fun road trip. I have to yeah. work on that. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, that's uh, just uh, a couple of things that you can watch. But there's many, many more. In fact, I think there are games every day over the next uh, six, seven days. So if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, uh, you can check out uh, uh, Twitter. We're FK with Adam and Rick. Also on Facebook, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. You can check out our day jobs. I'm the publisher of Eckhart's Press. I have a new book coming out, Adam, coming out in a few weeks. It's called Every Cub Ever. Wow, it's exciting. A, it's a mini bio of every single Chicago Cub ever from 1871 to... 19, or I mean, till 2018. So you can check wow. that out at carspress.com. I'm also the co host of Minutia Men podcast with uh, David Stern. Adam is the technical director, director of coaching uh, for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of the show is Tony Lasano from Old Pie Productions. Uh, we have been uh, distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Lausano or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Family travel with Colleen Kelly. So, Colleen. Yes. You used to be on my little TV show. Remember I those days? I was. I was. You were my big break. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Thank you. I know that's sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I walked in, I remember I was really nervous meeting Tony. He was sitting in this white chair and he looked real important. I have a, oh, I had so a throne. Fun. Then I found out he wasn't. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs>